0: weird or it's not abnormal Mm. to see a woman taking on different roles in the sports world so it really wasn't my first thought it is super cool and i'm honored that i get to be that person but i think it just speaks to the fact that women are doing this more regularly
1: i agree and so exactly historical figure (laughs) right here welcome back to another episode of Tea with Taylor. This being one of the most special episodes because I have a historical figure with me who just happens to be my best friend since fifth grade, Daniella Bruce.
0: Well, thank you, Taylor. I wouldn't say historical figure, but we'll go with it. We'll ride with it. <laughs>
1: because in the, Daniela was given a really good opportunity recently in the state of Michigan and specifically the Detroit Red Wings. She was she, well, she is a reporter for the Detroit Red Wings and she was given the opportunity to do a live radio broadcast with Ken Cal. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to talk about that first because you were the first woman to do it for the Detroit Red Wings, which is obviously an awesome accompli- accomplishment. So I want to talk about that, but I also want to just talk about doing it in general for the state of Michigan and specifically for the Detroit Red Wings because we grew up watching the Red Wings and Detroit sports in general. and then the fans are just really loyal. So if you can just talk about being the first female and then just the opportunity in general,
0: Well, you nailed it with like the hometown state, right? I'm Michigan born and raised. We grew up in the same town of new Baltimore. I went to Michigan state. So we grew up watching the glory days of the red wings, the 97 team, the O two team and the O eight teams are the one we remember the most, but it's, and we listened to Ken Cal Like, he yes. was still the play-by-play back then. He's been for as long as we've been alive. So, to get to work alongside Not him. Not to age him or yeah, anything. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, he knows. I do this all the time. He knows. He knows. But, um, yeah, so uh, to do it with him was super special because mm-hmm. he means something to us. Before, I even knew who he was, and he's a, as great of a guy as he's a broadcaster. So, that's, that's the truth there. And being the first woman honestly at first it didn't really hit me like that like that wasn't my first thought it was like this is awesome i can't wait to do this but i didn't think about the fact that i would be the first woman to do it and i think that speaks to the fact that women are getting into this industry more and they're it's not weird or it's not abnormal Mm -hmm. to see a woman taking on different roles in the sports world so it really wasn't my first thought it is super cool and i'm honored that i get to be that person but i think it just speaks to the fact that women are doing this more regularly
1: I agree and so exactly historical figure right here in the state of Detroit or the state of Michigan in the city of Detroit Um, but yeah as you mentioned it is more common for women to be in the sport and I kind of want to just talk about that not specifically women in sports but just the industry in general because Yes, maybe people could say, which it is, it's such an accomplishment. Maybe people can say, I don't know, do you find more hindrance being a woman or just, is it just a really
0: competitive feel? It's super competitive. And I've personally, I've never had an experience that's made me feel like I haven't gotten an opportunity or I've been held back just because I am a woman. If anything, it's. It's made me a little bit more impressive because a lot of the older generation aren't used to women knowing so much about sports mm-hmm. and wanting to be so involved with it. So, from that aspect, I've never felt that. I've always felt the utmost respect from broadcasters and mm-hmm. my colleagues and all of that. And even Ken Kel, like he was the one yeah. that suggested that I do this. He said, oh, you know, cool. Yeah, we need somebody to fill in. Daniela, do you want to do it? I think you yeah. would be perfect. So, he made that happen. And that's just that, again, it's not it's nothing to do with being a woman or being a man it's just about talent it's about hard work yeah. and that's where we're at now which is great
1: and that kind of leads me to my next question because or kind of just a conversation I want to go to because I know how hard you mm-hmm. work obviously we're really good friends so I know she puts in the hours and that saying they say it takes ten years to be an overnight success and of course it's still the beginning of your career but just go into you first getting out of college and working and just how much you worked and in my opinion, for a lot of the times, for a little pay, yeah. but you have to do that, especially in an industry like this. Yeah, and
0: I mean, when you go into broadcasting and you go to school for it, you're going to hear it from your professors. If you want to make money right when you graduate, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. because that's just not going to happen. And that's like right, most right? things. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. That's, that's actually a message for everyone in college right now. You aren't going to come out making six figures unless you're, you know, a lawyer, doctor, all that kind of stuff. You're just not going to do it. But anyway. Um, they'll let you know right away that you're not going to make that much money and you're going to have to put in the work for it. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think after I graduated, I was not one of the people that wanted to go work for a news station in the middle Mm -hmm. of Kansas or something like that, which is no knock on people that do that. It just wasn't for me, right? Mm -hmm. It just wasn't for me. And I... Didn't know exactly what path I was going to take. So starting with State Champs, which was the high school sports network, which was on Fox Sports Detroit, which is now Valley Sports Detroit. It's all digital now, so they do it all on the internet. But it's great, and that's where I got my start. And I was able to just kind of build from there. And then when I interviewed for the Red Wings job, and I should add, at that time, I was working that job. I worked for Hanson's, like the window, yes, I remember that. Hanson's for a while. And I was freelancing in some other gigs too, just trying to make ends meet and be able to pay my bills, right? So then when the Red Wings thing came along, Um, I didn't get the job. You know that. I interviewed for a position there and I didn't get it. So I was like the second person and you you know how deflating that can be when you go Mm -hmm. through an entire interview process and you're told, well we like you but not enough to give you the job. They ended up keeping me and they were like, we're not exactly sure what we want you to do yet. This was right when Little Caesars Arena opened. And they said, we're going to do a pregame and intermission show and I think that's when I said, okay, I'm going to take this. I'm going to run with this. And I worked Mm -hmm. with the producer that was there at the time and We turned it into what it is today, and I created myself a position almost.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and the silver lining with that, because I actually, now that you bring it up again, I do remember you not getting the job, but honestly, the position you ended up filling or creating was more of what you liked to do than the one you actually didn't get so sometimes it works right no
0: it did work out for me and I love the job that I have now Mm -hmm. and you know you all you have to try to see the silver lining in all of those situations but I I love the position I'm in now and it like I said I kind of created my own position and now I'm doing different shows for the Red Wings hosting Mm -hmm. their live streams and everything like that and I love where I'm at
1: yeah and so when you were applying for these jobs, and obviously you're coming out of, you had some experience, like you said, you mm-hmm. worked, she had to work jobs that weren't even in her industry when she was working at Hanson's because you yeah. have to make ends meet mm-hmm. sometimes. But while you started applying for these jobs and coming out of college, what are the skills that you would say someone in your industry should know how to do? Whether that be reading
0: and writing, mm-hmm. editing,
1: camera, like what are some of those things? Well,
0: editing and camera work are, you have to know how to do that to be a broadcaster in this day and age. Um, I can do all of it. I edit all of my own work. Most of my own work. I shouldn't say all of it, but mm-hmm. I edit most of it myself. Um, I don't run cameras as often anymore, but I used to do it a lot. So I can, if mm-hmm. my boss ever needs me to go out on a shoot because they're in a pinch, I can grab a camera and I can go do that so knowing how to edit and knowing how to use a camera are super super important but I would say just networking and people skills is like the other most important thing you have to be able to network part of my success comes from LinkedIn I used to use LinkedIn all the time and just you know search different teams or different networks that I was interested in and I would find people connect with them and send them a message and tell them about myself and send them my demo reel so and you always had your demo reel up to date right
1: and I would say on LinkedIn too, because I just got a job. I stalk people on LinkedIn. Yeah, time. I do. If too. I wanted that's the it. job, it's like right. That's what you got yeah, into. it's all
0: right. They don't care. <laughs> Most it's, people respect it. Yeah, that's what the platform's <laughs> yeah. there
1: for. And like she said, she had to do. She had to know her camera work because now she works for the Red Wings. You have a team, but before, I'm assuming probably at the company you were there before, a lot of it you were doing yourself.
0: Yeah, state champs. I would go out to high school football games every Friday and tape them myself. Like I was exactly filming the highlights for it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even on camera for those games that we would record that later. So it was like. I had to take the highlights, go back, edit together the highlight pack, voice it. And that's a lot of what people do in local news, too. And that's why Mm. local news does have its, like, huge benefits. Because if you go work for a small news station, you are a one-man band and you're doing everything. Yeah.
1: And so I just think that's really important for people to understand. You have to be versatile when you're going into certain industries. And just make sure that you you have the skills that they're looking for. um, And that you can be kind of... Like she said, a one man band if necessary. And then yeah. of course, when you move up, you lose some of that responsibility. And so I just want to go into just before we kind of wrap things up about you prepping for stuff because obviously you're into sports regardless. Mm-hmm. But there is you have to you have to know your shit, especially yeah. when you are a woman. And I mean in general, but you know you have to know what you're talking about. Yeah. People are going to probably be a little bit more critical when it comes to that because if you don't know, it's like ah,
0: she's a girl. Why right.
1: Like what is she doing? That like, is what is your challenge. Problem? Yeah, that yeah. is
0: the challenge of being a woman. It's that when you see. If you make a mistake as a woman, it's a little bit more glaring than it is as a man. But mm-hmm. that it doesn't, I haven't noticed it that much, right? Yeah. So, um, but you also, you know, yeah, you know sports. I, I've <laughs> always paid attention to sports. I've always, always been into sports. I've wanted to do this since I was a kid. So, but it, the preparation that goes into a normal game for me is. It's intense, right? Like, I know the Red Wings. You ask me any question Mm -hmm. about the Red Wings, I know that team inside and out. And most of the teams in our division and even the Eastern Conference, like, I know a lot about. But when you start getting West Coast teams in the building, like, I had to call a West Coast swing with Ken Cal, so we played uh, San Jose, LA, and Anaheim, mm-hmm. and we see those teams twice a year, right. and an 82-game schedules, and their games are late. We don't really get to see them on TV all that often, so it's a lot more research and going back and watching highlights and reading about them, connecting with their local media about mm-hmm. what's going on in that, those cities and what the vibe is around the team, so there's a lot more prep work that goes in when it's teams that are coming That you don't get to see all the time, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's that. And we do get a nice game note pack like on a game day, so it'll be, if we're playing L.A., there's a Detroit and L.A. pack that's about this thick. I actually probably have one laying around. And you just kind of remember yourself? Yeah, and each team, like their PR teams, put their notes together. So any important Mm. stats that you need to know, there's game-by-game logs in there if you're looking for anything. Yeah, so they they give you a lot, Mm -hmm. um, and it's there for you, but you still got to put the work in. Right, and you still have to know the game. You still
1: have to pay attention because then you can kind of take from other games, and that's how you conceptualize your ideas, and that's how you communicate what's going on based off what you've learned and what you've right. observed. And you also usually have notes on you, which exactly. I do too. Yeah, I, I make notes time. when I yeah. do things. And it just goes to show that you can't even if you do love the sport, or even if you do love something, it is about preparation and it's watching the games, it's paying attention, mm-hmm. it's it's observing things on social media if anything happens, just so you you sound like you're on top of what's going on and you sound educated in whatever it is you are discussing right and i mean
0: it's amazing too in the covid19 world a lot of people know that a lot of sports broadcasts have been done remotely so the team was on the west coast i was calling the game at little caesar's arena with ken kale from monitors which
1: oh so do they usually go to the game oh
0: yes yes yes. they they travel radio travels um so they're normally oh they work a
1: lot yeah oh yeah
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's a very very, very, (laughs) big hectic schedule if you're traveling for the nhl that's 82 games Mm and um yeah so they travel but when calling off a monitor that was the biggest challenge i think because when i'm watching a game in person you can see the whole ice you can see where every player is you can see the bench you can see the coach you can see the fans the fans are a big part of it too and And you're even
1: more yeah you're you're into it yeah Yeah. you're
0: into it but um calling off a monitor it was like I keep using the example during the Anaheim game they were in overtime right which is three on three and Tyler Bertuzzi um threw his gloves and stick on the ice and skated to the bench but we didn't see that on the monitor so Mm -hmm. when it panned back over to the other side of the ice there was just two sticks and a glove on the uh two gloves and a stick on the ice and we were like what happened, what happened? Right. <laughs> yeah. whereas if I was watching that game live I'd be able to say oh Tyler Bertuzzi just skated to the ice right. it looked like something happened and he had cut his wrist so he had to go get stitches oh is he okay yeah he's okay now <laughs> that's great but yep. that can be scary I'm sure that's a oh. bad spot to cut
1: yeah yeah so it just yeah it just goes to show you have to be adaptable especially mm. in this day and age especially with technology and how fast the world moves you have to be able to, to be yeah. able to adapt and you have to learn new skills and so I'm just very proud of you for having that opportunity. It's very exciting. And I know you don't know exactly where you want to go from here, but now that you've kind of seen the more opportunities in this field of work, what do you think is next? Or what would you think you'd be interested in
0: doing? Well, I can say this. My... Every door, like, I'd be interested in any opportunity that came my way at right. this point. Because did I think I'd ever do radio color? No, I didn't. I, I I really didn't think that was something that was in my career path. But when the opportunity presents itself, I'm like, now I have the itch. I want to call more games. I sell yeah. Ken all the time. I'm like, hey, you ever need me? Like, you know my phone number. Let me right. you know. Um, but I don't want to limit myself. My dream, if you would have asked me, you know, four years ago, would be a studio host or a sideline or a ringside reporter somewhere. I really have gotten into the hockey world now, so I kind of want to stay there. I love it. Uh, the game's great, and yeah. obviously it's huge in Detroit. It's, fast-paced. Yeah. It's so much yeah. fun. We are the original yeah. hockey
1: town. Okay? Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. and yeah. I, I do want to stay there, but... I don't know i will see what happens every opportunity that comes my way i'm definitely going to give it a try though i'm never going to say no because it's not like no tunnel vision for right me. You especially nowadays yeah. you
1: can't because there's just so much more opportunities and thankfully we live in a world of opportunities so mm-hmm. that's very exciting i think it'll be really fun when we get a look back on this yeah. video in years and um see where you are and see where i'm at yeah and
0: she'll be designing all my outfits one day that, that's stay tuned yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> it will happen and so it's just very excited i'm so happy for you for the opportunity, and thanks for sitting down with me.
0: Of course, and I, if you guys can hear my dog, that's Charlie, so she says hello, too. She's yes. mad that she can't be in Her video. dog, my cat, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: I'm, just, I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, this is, <laughs> one, one day I'll have my own studio, then we'll talk, okay? <laughs> So thank you for joining me, and thank you all for joining me on this episode of Tea with Taylor. You can check Danielle out. She's a reporter at Detroit oh, Red wow. Wings. She has social media, and you'll see her if you ever are in the game. She does the... Intermissions and you have your own show as well, Wood on Word Word. Word, on, Word, Word. on yes.
0: That's on Wednesdays on YouTube. Yes, so check Corners it out. Tigers too.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, she has Tigers too, but it's not in season. Yeah. So um what is it?
0: No, not yet. No, it hasn't started no, yet. yet. See, I'm not the it's close person. though, no, She's close. It's, it's spring training's right around the corner.
1: So. Yeah, because I remember opening day is always very cold in yeah. the D. Yeah. So uh thank you for joining me and I'll see you guys soon.